0: Good morning, church. It's so awesome to see you guys here this Sunday. On behalf of everyone up here on stage, we
1: want to wish all the fathers out there a happy Father's Day.
2: For that miracle, Amen. Let's introduce this new song. Church talks about the miracle that is in the work in our lives. How many in here can say we're waiting for a miracle? How many can say we're praying for a miracle? Right, actively. Come on, let's sing it together. Come on, lift your voices with us.
0: Some may say it's hopeless. They must have never met my God. Some may say it's over. It was finished on the cross. Some may say it's broken, but the healer's in the room. Some may say it's hopeless, but I know God's about to move. That's right. God's about to move.
2: you're praying for. And then there are miracles outside of our life that we're waiting for. The miracle of unity among our people, our community, the brokenness in our city that we want to see come together again. That is a miracle that we're waiting for. And there's a line in that song that we just sang that says, eternity is waiting the church to breathe again eternity is waiting and it says there's revival in the church I believe it do you believe that church it says there's a miracle in the works I can feel it but it begins with us and we say Lord Heavenly Father in this moment Lord I want that miracle and we invite your presence in this place Heavenly Father Eternity is waiting to see your church alive again. Heavenly Father, let that moment be now. Let it begin right now, Jesus. Come on, church. Lift your voice with us this morning. Say, show us your glory. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. glory wonder and surrender, we fall down. Show us your glory. Come on. Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground.
3: Yes, you do, Lord. You change it all. Once you've touched it, it never stays the same. We see that just with the cross. It was a cross of shame, yet now it's a cross of hope. You change us. Father, we've come into your presence. Even those watching online are in your presence, and we ask that you change our situation. We give you praise, honor, and glory. there's been a lot of people that have passed this week, and it's been very hard on the family of Lynette Gonzalez. Comfort them. Minister to them. Give them your peace. The family of David Damien. Father God, give them your peace. Father God, I pray for the family of Jeremy Carrillo. Give them your peace. Father, and everyone else that's going through a hardship, Lord, and maybe had a loss loved one and we haven't mentioned them but god you you've heard every cry god comfort families minister to them right now in the name of jesus father there's homeless families that are seeking shelter or seeking a home there's people needing provisions god times have changed inflation is hitting us and god things are getting really out of control god i just pray that you bring structure and order back to our country and our world you are sovereign you're in control of everything not world leaders not our own national or state or local leaders but you're in control father god i pray for the downtrodden the brokenhearted thank you thank you thank you for the rain lord oh send more rain but god Without flooding, God, they're very concerned about the floods up north with no vegetation to stop the waters from flowing and causing flash floods. Protect the people, Lord, but stop the fires. Be with the firefighters. Continue to watch over them. Father, we're going to summer camp tomorrow. Lord, we're so excited. There's over a hundred of us loading up buses, driving out to Rio Dozo. God, I pray for transformation this week. I pray that, God, the kids come back as fired up as where they do get over there. As the song said, we want revival, and we're going to believe revival. We're going to believe for miracles. We're going to believe for transformation of the people that go to camp, and that when they come back, they're going to be the change in their home. They're going to be the change in their home. They're going to show love and obedience and respect to their parents. Father God, you know everything going on. We need you to move supernaturally right now. Supernaturally. Hear our prayer. I pray in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and everyone says amen. Amen. Give him your praise sing about his glory. Worship the king. King.
2: Show us your glory in wonder and surrender we fall down. Show us your glory show us your celebrate that. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Hey church, one more praise offering for the Lord. Amen. It's so good. Hey, why don't you welcome one another this morning church as we wrap up.
4: Good morning church. How are we doing this lovely morning? doing pretty good. Are we excited to be in the house of the Lord? I'm so excited about. Good morning, man. my brother. Good morning, Pastor. Top Mike. of the morning to Top you. Top of the morning.
2: Good morning, family. Hello. What's up? <laughs> we want to welcome you into the house of God. My name is mm-hmm. Pastor Michael Romero. I am your worship and arts pastor, and I am David Sanchez.
4: I am your youth director here at New Beginnings.
2: And also welcoming those watching online from our Facebook, our YouTube and of course our streaming platforms just across mm-hmm. everywhere. Some right now, maybe even listening on a Tuesday or a Wednesday on our podcasting or anywhere that we, you might be sending this. We just want to welcome you. So glad Absolutely. that you're listening uh, and watching. Thank you for being a part of that. Hey, church! Right before uh, we call up our spiritual father on Father's Day as we celebrate him today, church, uh, a few announcements. I know Pastor kind of touched on it tomorrow. Please keep us in prayer as your leadership team, the state leadership team, New Beginnings leadership, uh, Youth Leadership Team is headed out to summer camp. Uh, keep us in prayer. It's, just, um, it's a challenging time to make sure, and the most challenging part about it is just facing the adversary on a daily basis, every moment out there as we try to impact the lives of young people. As you can imagine, that dogfight every single day. And so keep us in prayer your leadership team, and most especially the students so that they may be receptive to the word and what the Lord wants to do in their life. Amen. Mm -hmm. And Keep us in prayer for that. And so, uh, but a couple of things going on this week. Dave, tell us what's going on this week, my brother.
4: Man, we got a lot of stuff going on right now. And sorry, I'm trying to pull up my notes. Where are we at? We got, first of all, baptisms are coming up. I'm so excited for that every time they come around. It's going to be on the 26th after second service, so that's next Sunday, if you haven't registered for that yet, or if you're like, hey, why are we dunking people in water, Um, great question to ask, um, important question to ask, if you're new to the faith, or maybe you just, you've been gone for a while, and you're wanting to reconnect with Christ, reconnect with the community of believers, baptisms is a way to go, we have a class that happens at 1130 uh, in room 105, and we'll let you know all that it is, you know, baptism, we'll explain it to you, and we got change of clothes, towels, all that good stuff, so it's a beautiful beautiful experience if you've not already been a part of it and if you've already been baptized i want to encourage you to stick around next week and just enjoy and watch as we get to see many people month after month come to the knowledge of to the saving knowledge of jesus christ and it's so so beautiful you can sign up on our website nbcabq.com forward slash events and on our app nbcabq yeah nbcabq or just call our front desk during the week Or find me, find Pastor Mike, and we'll be happy to answer any questions you got about that also.
2: Also, Sister Tressa and our help desk is an amazing help. Mm -hmm. So you can also go see her at our help desk. Sister Tressa, thank you for everything you do, sis. Mm -hmm. Always tirelessly working out there. Hey, church, and in that, on the same day, usually on the last Sunday of every month, we have Meet the Pastors. But this month, just because it's just a crazy busy month and Mm -hmm. the way the schedule's lined up— we're not going to be able to hold Meet the Pastors in the month of June, but we are going to be back in on, in the month of July, which is going to be the 24th of July. So if you're new to the congregation, or maybe you're not totally new to the congregation, but you just kind of want to find out what's going on, what, what, what David is like, what I'm like, kind of what keeps us busy throughout the week, and just kind of see what's in the future, maybe a little bit of, hey, where'd you come from? What's your story, Pastor Michael? What's your story, Pastor Richard? You kind of want to get to the know those kind of things that's a great way to know we've mm-hmm. had people in those in, in that in that i, I call it a class it's not really class it's a time of fellowship right mm-hmm. we've had people in that time of fellowship that have been a part of the church for over 20 years and they're like you do all that mm-hmm. or that's where you <laughs> came that's your story and it's like yeah you know that's the story mm-hmm. and so it's not just for anybody that's brand new to the congregation Absolutely. maybe you just want to get to know brand new maybe to my life mm-hmm that would be awesome i'd love to get to know you and you get to meet some of your fellow people that some fellow brothers and sisters that get, you sit next to you get to meet them as well so it's a great time of fellowship but it's not going to be in the month of june it's going to be in the month of july mm. okay so unfortunately we're going to have to skip this month okay <laughs> and here's something else that's going to happen in the month of july because we're working try to work a little ahead in these big projects like vacation bible school vbs, VBS is coming up and we're trying to impact amen we're trying to impact the life of not only us in this room, but the life of the kids across the way, mm-hmm. and the youth, right, the the elementary age children, mm-hmm. and if you would like to be a part of that as well, we need volunteers, Absolutely. like desperately need volunteers, <laughs> it's such a busy week, and if you can help in any way, right, young people, I'm calling all the oh young man. people out, because the young people, our youth department is instrumental, and that's this guy right here, right? <laughs> it was instrumental to, in, to influencing the life of the generation right behind you. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to instill that into the life of our youth and so forth and mm-hmm. so so on and so forth. So please, if you'd like to volunteer in any department, security, uh, serving meals to the kids, being leaders and crew leaders, and mm-hmm. maybe just an extra eyes of, uh, a set of eyes and ears on the parking lot, things like that, man, we need all of that as much as possible, mm. so if you want to sign up, again, always do that on our uh, app or on our website, and just look for the big monumental sign, you'll see the big the big right monumental uh, in the children's department, that's what it looks like on, this, on, the, on our website, please mm. sign up, and we want you to be a
4: part of uh, impacting the next generation. Absolutely, absolutely, and if you're thinking about uh, volunteering or sending your kids, uh, parents, I just want to... Uh, make this point, like, what happens at VBS looks like a lot of fun, but it's also super powerful. Amen. Super powerful. Had I not gone to VBS, I remember fifth grade VBS was my last year. I saw God move there like crazy, and I wouldn't be where I'm at today if I had not participated in that when I was in elementary school. It's a great event, and I would highly encourage you to be a part of it, but of course, none of it would be possible without our giving and our tithing our giving. amen and our faithfulness mm-hmm.
2: we thank you so much for all of that church absolutely our vacation bible school and everything that we're talking about thank you so much for your faithful giving and if you want to continue to be a part of the life daily life when new beginnings mm-hmm. and of course what we do in impacting our community impacting the the inside the walls outside of the walls especially absolutely. right the big impact that we're having in this community we want to invite you to be a part of that and mm-hmm. you can drop your tithe off at one of the tithing boxes or get, or, or your gift at one of the tithing boxes at the doorways inside of the sanctuary. Or you can do it at our website, our app, or our texting feature. Mm-hmm. You can go ahead and do that. But thank you so much, church. Uh, can we celebrate one another for everything we're doing? Absolutely. I know Come on. we have like a three-minute time limit for <laughs> announcements. And we always go over because yeah. we're doing so, <laughs> so, so much. But we thank you. And once again, happy Father's Day. To all of you real ones out Mm -hmm. there, thank you so, so much.
1: Absolutely.
2: To you special mamas playing double duty, to you (laughs) dad doing double duty, happy Father's Day to Mm -hmm. you. We'd ask you to turn your attention to the screens. Thank you.
5: Hey, dads. We've watched you in the rough seasons, walking your family through whatever came knocking at your front door. Sometimes they're just ordinary problems. But you aren't any ordinary dad. You've led us with a steady calm that was rooted in a lot of prayer. You gave all the time you had, and even the time you didn't. Dads, you stepped up, staying up late to finish work, being the helping hand everyone needed on days that sometimes felt endless. You wrestled with online school, tackled homework you sometimes didn't even understand. You made sure we stayed connected to those we love. Dads, you stepped up and listened when we couldn't handle the circumstances of life. And found extra patience somewhere in your back pocket, even when things boiled over. You led us through trying to understand what was happening in the world, while pointing us back to the Word of God as our source for hope and comfort dads, you stepped up and brought fun and laughter whenever you could. But you also showed us that it's okay to feel deep disappointment and loss. Dad, you faced every day with courage. Even in the face of uncertainty. And spent more than one sleepless night without any good answers or assurances. But you always made sure we knew this one thing that we are loved. We are loved by you and by God. Dad, we just wanted to say thank you. Thank you, Dad, for stepping up.
3: Father's Day, Michael.
2: Happy Father's Day to you, too, my brother.
3: Happy Father's Day, man of God. Amen. Michael, um, your daughter's been singing on stage, but today was her first time to do a solo. She did, yeah. What a Father's Day gift.
2: It's very, very special. People say I planned it that way. I didn't. You know, there's, there's an ongoing and running kind of i don't know if it's a joke or rumor or if it's even true they say that father's day is number 20 on the list of most popular holidays (laughs) i don't know if it's true or not i forgot it was father's day and i'm a dad and when i scheduled her said okay look baby you're gonna do this song they were like oh just because it's father's Day?" i'm like oh my gosh it is father's day but man maybe the lord just said here's a Here's a cool little gift for you, man. It was really special. So I know it sounds dumb saying this, but yeah. how proud were you? I'm not one to show much emotion, but I'm extremely proud. Yeah, it's very special to me. Right it's now, very, very going, yeah, yeah! That's,
3: yeah! that's Michael. That's me,
2: yeah.
3: that's well, me. Michael, thank God you, bless you, and thank you for the leadership you bring in the worship thank here. Thank you, my brother. Bless Aren't you the, give it up for the worship Amen. team. and. All the AV, that's audio visual, and all those guys that work so hard. Guys, um, there, one other announcement I want to make is that this Sunday, we're kicking off a new discipleship class, and it's going to be on Sundays. It's going to be taught by Pastor uh, Sonia Cleveland of Under His Construction. And so if you have not signed up for discipleship, that's a perfect opportunity. Okay, guys, I'd like to know, is there anyone in their 90s that's a daddy that's here today? Anyone here that's in their 90s? Should I say it louder? Anyone? No, that's that's so so messed up, man. (laughs) Okay, anyone in their 80s that's a father that's here today? Anyone in their 80s? Yeah, yeah, amen. Happy Father's Day. Yeah, look at these guys. We love you guys, man. That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, let me ask you this. Is there anyone that has never had a baby and your wife told you in the last, the baby's not here yet, but she told you uh, you're going to be a daddy? Anyone that is daddy in the making right now? Anyone? Stand up if you are. Okay? Well, then we want to say happy Father's Day to everybody. All the youth, you guys be dismissed, 6th grade to 12th grade, you guys have a service with Brother David, our youth minister, you're welcome to be dismissed for that. So I've been doing the series that's called Healthy Boundaries, and for Mother's Day, for Father's Day, we always expect a special sermon just for dads or just for moms, but the Word of God is for men and women, fathers and mothers, singles, married, no children, Many children, it doesn't matter. And today what I want to talk about is modeling a life of faith. What it looks like to live out your faith. What it looks like to model faith for those that are watching. Because, man, the little eyes are watching. They do more than what you think by watching you than what you say. And we have to understand that. We have to understand how important it is that we share that. And we've got to understand that the Word of God is so true, and it leads us, it guides us, it helps us, it instructs us how to really be able to get there and to be those people of God and to be those people of God that obey and that are living out our faith and that it is, truly is modeling of faith. I said it last week. That some people have never come to Christ because they've never met a real Christian that's modeled. They've never even seen a Christian. And some have never come to Christ because they have seen a Christian that they're fakes and they're not living out a real faith. And they're like, the last thing I want to do is be like you. And so it's real important that we understand what living out of faith is and and how we do that. So I want to look at just one verse today. Now, we're going to use supporting verses, but the key verse that I want to use today is in the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. And it's a passage some of us have heard, maybe you haven't, but it says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path you should take. So God, I pray your blessing over this time. I pray that you minister to us, you speak to us, and you fill us with your spirit of understanding. In Christ's name, amen. So if we're really going to model faith that is truly seeking God, my phone's talking to me. Miss Siri. I said her name. She's going, what? Okay. Now, what we have to understand is that we have to model our Christianity. We have to model what it is to be a follower of Christ. And the very first thing we need to do is we need to model a faith that risks. A faith that risks. He says right there, trust in the Lord with all your heart. He's saying, I want you to trust. I want you to really believe. I want you to follow. I want you to do the things that I'm saying. I want you to lean into me. I want you to look to me. I want you to seek me. I want you to find me. I want you to listen to me. I want you to obey me. I want you to do the things that I'm telling you to do. Because in life, you're going to find that there's a lot of unknowns. A lot of things you haven't a clue that you don't know how to do that you won't know how to do until you really seek God and say, God, I need your help. God, I want your help. God, I so desperately need you right now. God, I need you to work in my life supernaturally, God. I need you to move in a manner that, God, only you can. So, God, I so desperately need you. Look what it says in the book of Ecclesiastes, chapter 10, verse 8 and 9. It says, when you dig a well, you might fall in. When you demolish a wall, you could get bitten by a snake. When you work in a quarry, stones might fall and crush you. When you chop wood, there's a danger with each stroke of your axe. What it's saying there is that in life, there's risk. Every time you get in a car, you might get in a car wreck. Every time you get out of bed, you might fall and hurt yourself. You see, you never know what might happen, but we have to live our lives with risks. You guys have to trust. We trust in the Lord. See, we trust in things that we don't even realize. You all trust in these chairs. I did not see anyone in here, come in here, examine the chair, make sure it was going to hold you up. You just came in and sat down. Total trust. But we don't realize that when it comes to God... Sometimes we don't trust. We want to do it on our own way. We want to seek our own understanding. We want to trust in ourselves. We want to do it our way. We want to do it by not trusting in Him, but trusting in the things that we think we need to trust in. He says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. He goes, you've got to be able to trust for the unknown. Trust me in the unknown. Cross that line to to trust in the unknown, those things that are, that are lurking out there that you have no idea. Look, I'll never forget, for my daughter's birthday this June 1st, I sent her some words and I said, it was a little after 1 in the morning and your mom was in heavy labor to give birth to you. And I was in the room with her watching the fetal monitor, keeping an eye on your heartbeat and encouraging your mom. And all of a sudden, the fetal monitor it showed that my daughter had flatlined. And I told the doctor, doctor, the, doc, the fetal monitor is not working. There's no heartbeat. There's no... So all of a sudden, they got this machine and they pulled you out. And as they pull you out, they clean off your mouth. They didn't even take you out all the way. And they gave you oxygen. And you started breathing and they took you out and they put you over to the table. And then they were working on Cindy and the doctor said... Or, I mean, the nurse said, would you want to bathe your baby? And I go, no, no, no. <laughs> she's way too tiny. And they go, no, you can do it. We'll help you. So I'm over there, and she's this tiny little thing. I'm there bathing her, and I washed her, going, wow. And then they wrapped her up like a little burrito, because she's a Hispanic, so they made a burrito. If she was Italian, they would have made a cannoli. No, I know. That's so stupid. I'm sorry. I just... That's how my brain works. I just like sharing my craziness with you. But they did wrap her up, and I was holding her, and I told her I was holding you there. I never had a daughter. We had a son. I was like, I don't know what to do, but I promise I'm going to be there for you. I'm going to help you all I can and provide, and I made all these promises, and I made the mistake. I told her, blinking, because next thing you know, I'm walking you down the aisle. You found a man that we prayed about, a man that loves the Lord, and he loves the Lord more than you, and he loves you second. And I walked her down that aisle. I didn't have a clue how to do it. Dads, sometimes we're clueless, aren't we? We just don't know what to do. But he says, trust and risk. Take the risk of doing what you have to do. Take the risk of doing. Take the risk of loving. Take the risk of leading. Take the risk, men and women. It's time we step up. It's time we do it in spite of the fear. Chains Fall, the song said, fear now. It bows. Man. Here now it says, Matthew 16, 25, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give your life for my sake, you will save it. See, we have to take that risk, that risk of, of leading, that risk of, of doing, that risk of following, that risk of taking the risk of that unknown and saying, God, I'm going I'm to trust you. I don't know how we're going to do it, but I'm going to trust you. I never forget when 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 God called my life. I I I was an executive and I oversaw twenty four offices. I used to travel along the Gulf of Mexico visiting the different offices and, and and in the insurance business. And and God had a calling on my life. And they offered me a church. They go, we have a building in the South Valley of Albuquerque. We'd love for you to consider and pray about going there. And we prayed and flew out here and. We said, God is calling us here, and we came. But the church couldn't pay me. I didn't have a job other than planting the church. I didn't have a salary, and I had just had a kid. Our baby was, he had been born in April. Three months later, we're here. And and he was not even three months, fully three months yet. And I'm I'm like, man, did I make the right decision? But I I trusted, Cindy trusted. We, we really trusted God and took the risk. And God has never let us down. He has provided our every single need. He's taken care of us through it all. I'm telling you, modeling faith takes, takes risks. Second thing it does is Model of faith that relies, that shows reliance, that we rely, we rely on God, that we put our full trust in God. He says, do not depend on your own understanding. Don't trust in yourself. Don't look at yourself. Don't lean into yourself. Don't put your full trust in you because let me tell you something, you mess up a lot, don't you? I don't know about you, I have conversations with myself. Me, myself, and me says really dumb things to me. And myself listens, and I get in the way. I end up doing what me, myself, talk about. How many times have you done that? How many times have you done something weird? How many times have you done something that you said, what on earth am I doing? oh, my gosh, how dumb can I be? Man, if we had a contest, all of us would win because we're all dumb. We do dumb, dumb things. Proverbs fourteen twelve says this. It says, there's a path before each person that seems right, but it ends in death. It ends in destruction. There's a way that seems right to man, but it ends in destruction. There's a way that seems right to us. And where has it got you? You mess up. You blow it. I used to tell my kids, look, if you do this, this is going to happen. And if you do this, this will happen. So make the right decisions. I didn't come back to them and say, I told you so. Because they already knew, I told you so. They already knew, I didn't do what Dad told me, and I did what he said I shouldn't do, and I did it anyway, and here I am like a tonta, here I am like a tonto, all messed up. Tonta and tonto means dumb, d- a dummy. And even people that don't understand Spanish understood that because we have all made bad decisions. We've all leaned on our own understanding. We've trusted in ourselves. Don't depend on your own understanding. Yet we do. In the book of Mark, chapter 10, verse 43, he says, but among you, it will be different. Whoever wants to be a leader among you must be a servant. So he's saying, don't elevate yourself. Humble yourself. Because when you humble yourself, God elevates you. When you put yourself, not put yourself down, but you literally humble yourself before God, saying, God, I'm God, you're using me, but it's you working through me. It's not me doing all those things. It's you doing all those things. To God be the glory. And you sincerely say that, and you sincerely mean that. You see, we put our reliance in God. We trust in him. And when we trust in him, we take risks. We do things we never thought we would because there's that, unline, that line of the unknown. The unknown factor scares us. The unknown factor worries us. The unknown factor literally derails us. But when we risk and we cross the line and we say, here I am, Lord, I'm going to trust you. I'm not going to try to elevate myself and look at me, look at me. I'm going to say, look at you, look at you. And if you lift me up, we'll praise your name. And Lord, thank you for sharing the glory. But Lord, the glory all remains to you. And Father, we thank you for that. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 3, verse 9, he says, Honor the Lord with your wealth and with the best part of everything you produce. What he's saying, in other words, is everything's God's. Everything's God's. It's not yours. When you hold on to it like that, man, God will pry your hand open, and it's painful. But if you hold on to it like that, with open hands, man, enjoy it while you got it. And if he takes it, you say, praise the Lord. The Lord giveth, the Lord taketh away, blessed be the name of the Lord. And you celebrate it. Because you have to rely on him. You have to trust in him. You have to do it his way. You have to hold on to him and put your energy in him and put your trust in him and say, God, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to cross. I'm going to risk those things. God, if I don't do it, that's okay because it's going to get done anyway. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to believe you. If she doesn't understand, hopefully you guys do. She said, I don't think I understand. I'm speaking English, Siri. English. ¿Quieres que hable español? ¿Entiendes español? ¿Qué mujer? Women. Women. Good thing there's a back door. <laughs> Richard, be on guard, brother, be on guard. But all kidding aside, we need to learn how to rely. Rely on God. Put our trust in God. What does he say to do? We need to trust him. Rely on him. Take risks. Do things that you haven't done before. Say, help me. Minister to If you happen to have Facebook, if you go to my Facebook page, it's just Richard A. Mansfield. I put a devotional there every day, and right now, three days ago, I started a devotional on marriage. If you really want to revitalize your marriage. And on one of the days, it was talking about communication. And it says, how do you rate your communication in your marriage? on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being amazing. And then devotionally he said, you probably at one time were like a 9 and a 10. And now you might be a 1 or a 2. Maybe you're, if you're a 1 and a 2, hopefully you could raise it at least to a 5. If you're a 5, hopefully you could take it up to a 7 or 8. And if you're a 7, take it up to a 10. 10 start communicating, start loving, start caring, because God can do the impossible. See, we're going to risk to love again. If your husband's been a jerk, your wife's been a jerk, your kids have been jerks, your parents have been jerks, risk anyway. See, I'm going to love, I'm going to trust, I'm going to show you love, I'm going to believe, I'm going to rely on him, and let him turn it around. Let him revitalize your family. And I bring you to know, the third thing I want to say. Not only do we model risk and do we model reliance, but model a faith that obeys, that obeys. Hear me. He said right there, seek him. In all your ways, acknowledge him. In all your ways, you turn to him. You say, it's all about the Lord. What does the Lord want us to do? How does the Lord want me to handle this? How does the Lord want me to treat my brother? How does the Lord want me to treat my sister, my husband, my father, my brother, my sister, my friend, my neighbor, my wife? My on and on. How does He want us to treat each other? How does He want us to treat our fellow man? Look, I try to greet people. I, I don't. I don't have a. Thing. I don't even have my over-the-ear microphone today. And I was at the front and I was greeting people. Hey, this poor lady, if you're still here, I'm really sorry. I freaked her out. I go, hey, how are you? And I went to hug her, and she's like, who the heck is this old man? <laughs> she looked at her husband or the guy she was with like, dude, get this old man off of me. I go, I'm sorry, I'm the pastor, I'm a hugger. She went, okay, but stay away. You know, poor <laughs> man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to freak you out. I could be overbearing sometimes. And whoever the guy that was with her, he says, Oh, man, that's all right. Give me a hug, Pastor. We're not used to jolly people in the world anymore. But isn't that the truth? You see, God tells us obey. He tells us to be the light of the world. He tells us to, to shine. Yet we do dumb things. We hurt people. We, we treat people ugly. We're not nice all the time. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 28, verse 14, it says, blessed are those who fear to do wrong. He goes, but the stubborn, thank God there's no stubborn people in the house, are headed for serious trouble. He said the tercos, the stubborn Get ourselves in a mess. How many times have you ended up in a mess and you go, oh, I even knew better. I even knew better. My Gosh, I, I, I felt it in my gut. I knew I shouldn't have done that. You felt it in your gut. It started in your head, but you go, nah, nah, I'm going to do it anyway. It went to your heart. Don't do it. Don't do it. You did it anyway. It finally got to your gut and the Lord's going, listen to me never forget we lived in Corpus Christi Texas and we had gone through a hurricane we had never gone through a hurricane so after the hurricane man i, I had a I, I was you know a, a supervisor i was the boss so i was driving around in my little truck i had a Datsun pickup with wide tires all fixed up and i'm driving it and i saw the devastation my sister came to visit us and i picked her up at the airport and i said hey since Cindy's still at work, let me just go show you some of the devastation of the hurricane, man. It's like, it'll trip you out. So we drive out there, and we're driving, and then there's a sign that says, make sure you're, we, we recommend trucks with wide tires, and even then, be careful. You might get stuck. And I'm like, Orely. and my sister goes, are you sure we should go? Have no fear, Richard is here. Oh my gosh! My little truck got stuck all the way to the axle. Oh my gosh! And my sisters have no fear. Richard, yeah, shut up, (laughs) shut up, it's stupid. And she's saying, stubborn, stubborn stubborn-headed, in serious trouble. And he says, obey. Trust, rely, and obey. We listen, but we don't obey. I Did you hear me? I heard you, Mom. Oh, my gosh, Dad. I heard you. What did I say? This is what you said. You said, go in the room and you clean it up. and na, 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 na. But then you don't do it. You don't obey. You don't do what you're supposed to do. And what's the old saying? The definition of stupidity is doing the same thing over and over and over and expecting something new. If you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. You've got to make some changes. You've got to make some modifications. You have to obey. Look what he says right there in James chapter 1, verse 22. He says, but don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you're only fooling who? Yourselves. How many times do we fool ourselves and we go, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm fine already. And then you get in a mess. Hey, man, can you come and bail me out of jail? Oh, my gosh. I told you my story. How many times I've run out of gas like a tonto? Well, actually, I always ran out of gas and coasted in, but the time I ran out of gas at because I wanted to go one block further for a car wash. My, my children are going, Dad, it's right there, it's right there. God's going, it's right there. What do you want, Richard? I want a free car wash. <laughs> and some of us don't obey because we want that little bit extra. But you're not even obeying with what you're supposed to do. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, he says, and whatever you do, Or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. So he's saying we are representing the Lord. So when you do whatever you're doing, when you taste that risk, and when you really rely on God... And when you obey, you're representing the Lord. And when you don't take the risk and you don't rely on God and you are not obeying, people still are watching you and they're thinking you're representing God when you're not. You're representing yourself and you're getting yourself into a bigger mess than you've ever been in. Thank God you all in second service never do that. But the people in first service, they're a mess. Porecito, they're a mess. But aren't we a mess? Like, What's wrong with us? You would think we'd get it by now. Look, somebody sent me a clip of a lady pulling into a gas station. She pulled into a gas station, and the, the, the gas cap was on the driver's side, Okay? But she pulled into the gas station with the gas can, the gas tank, or the, the pump, rather. On, she pulled up from the passenger side. So when she got out, she's like, oh, it's on the other side. So she made a U-turn, and she just turned around on the pump, thinking, okay, I'm going to the other side. But she still had the passenger side to the pumps. So she gets out, and she's like, Oh. So this time, she didn't. She left that pump, and she went the two pumps over, and she pulled in the same way. <laughs> and she gets out like, oh, my gosh. She was probably thinking, how dumb are the gas stations? They didn't even line up the pumps right. <laughs> so finally, a lady gets out and goes, it's on the other side. Park it the other way. And she finally gets out and she parked it wrong, but then she goes, oh, wait, she said the other way. She backed it up and finally went to the other pump and she finally got it. I'm like, oh my gosh. How dumb can this poor person be? And God said, as dumb as you are sometimes, Richard. And I said, that'll preach because every one of us have done something dumb like that before, right? Oh, maybe I've never done anything like that at the gas pump. Maybe not at the gas pump, but you sure have at work or at school or in your neighborhood or in your community because we do dumb things sometimes because we don't trust, we don't rely, we don't risk, we don't rely, we don't obey. And we end up in a mess. And we just say, Father, forgive us for being idiots. Aren't you glad God died for us? And he's given us his Holy Spirit to lead us, yet some of us say, don't worry, Holy Spirit, I got it. Yeah, you you got it. Look at the mess you're in. Hear me. God expects more from us. The fourth thing I want to say is that model, model of faith that expects, that truly expects is the expectation, and he will direct your path. He will make your path straight. I'm going to trust in you. I'm going to risk. I'm going to rely on you, not on my own understanding. I'm going to obey you, and I am going to, Lord, put my complete expectation and hope in you because I'm believing that you will direct my path. You are going to set me straight. You are going to take me in the direction I need to go. Some of you are at a crossroads right now, and you have decisions you have to make right now, and you keep making the same decision of going to the wrong pump at the wrong side. You're doing it over and over and over, and God's saying, I can help if you want. In the book of Psalms 37, or 34, verse 8, he says, Taste and see that the Lord is good. In other words, look, try me. Because you're going to find out, I am really, really good. Oh, the joys of those who take refuge in him. When you put your refuge and trust in God, and you do it his way, and you say, God, thank you, God. Thank you, Lord, I'm trusting you. I'm expecting something great. I'm expecting you to revive this old man. I'm expecting you to save my children, uh, save my husband and wife, my, or wife. Save my brother and my sister. Save my coworkers. I'm believing that salvation will come to my family. Lord, I'm believing that healing will come. And he heals. We're going to be talking about this Wednesday. And there's some he doesn't heal. There's some he... Remember Paul? He said, I've asked the Lord three times, heal me. And God said, my grace is enough. There's times he chooses not to heal. Why? I don't know. God's going to explain it when we get to the other side. All I know is I saw a miracle walk into our church today. Man, Al and Kathy walked in. And Kathy walked in on a walker. Last time she was here, she was in a wheelchair. And she had just been told she has cancer. And they don't think she's going to make it. And here she is fighting and victorious. And we're believing that God's going to completely restore you. What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Man, God is good. He's supernatural. What's wrong with us? Why are you not expecting the greatest? Why are you not experiencing the greatest? God, help our unbelief. Help our unbelief. We believe, we believe, but we keep getting in the way. Me, myself, and I consult against God all the time. We convince ourselves that I know God can heal, but he's not going to heal me. I know God can do things, but I'm sure he's not going to do it for me. I'm telling you, expect amazing things. Expect amazing things. Because he's got supernatural things for you. In the book of Psalms 42, verse 11, he says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And the King James verse says, Why so downcast, O oh my soul? Put your hope in God. Man, guess what? Christians get discouraged sometimes. Christians get bummed out sometimes. The Bible says Jesus was so distressed, he sweat drops of blood before the night. He was crucified when they came to arrest him. But he put his hope in God. He put his trust in God. And in the book of Hebrews, it says, he went to the cross with the joy set before him because God had turned it around. In the book of Deuteronomy chapter 7, verse 9, it says, understand therefore that the Lord your God is indeed God. Now stop and hear that. Understand that the Lord your God is indeed God. God is God. He's not just maybe and almost and And a God, he is the God, the only God that we could put our trust in, the God that raised up the dead, the God that has transformed your life. He says, the Lord your God is indeed God. He is the faithful God who keeps his covenant for a thousand generations and lavishes his unfailing love on those who love him and obey his commands. Thank you, God. See, we need to live our life one day at a time. I'm going to risk, I'm going to rely, I'm going to obey, and I'm going to expect. And we come right back to the verse that we started with. In Proverbs 3, verse 5 and 6. And he says right there, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. I like it in the message. There's a Bible version called the message. And it says, trust God from the bottom of your heart. Don't rely or don't try to figure out everything on your own. Listen for God's voice in everything you do. Everywhere you go, he's the one who will keep you on track. Boy, isn't that the truth? Tell them we'll be with them later. You see, God is saying, trust. Trust. Take that risk. Take that risk. I don't know what God's telling you, but you've been debating like, man, that's kind of scary, and I'm not sure, and I don't know. And he's saying risk. Take that risk. He says, don't depend on your own understanding. Put your total reliance on God. Seek him in all your ways. Obey him, in other words, obey him, and he will direct your path. He will make your path straight. Expect something supernatural. Father, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Lord, for what you're doing in our life, how you're ministering to our heart. There's some of you here that have have been debating, am I going to ever trust God? Am I going to risk it? And today you're saying, I have to do that. I have to put my trust in him. I'm going to quit fighting with God. So if that's you and you really want to put your trust in God and you want to totally surrender your life over to him and you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Savior and your Lord, raise your hand See, that's me. Is there anyone here today? Anyone here today? Praise God. Praise God. Anyone else? Raise your hand. Say, that's me. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. So those of you that raised your hand, stand up because we want to pray for you and with you. We're going to pray that God fill you with this power. So if you raised your hand, stand up because I want to pray for you. And you say this prayer with us. Church, say it with them. Say, Heavenly Father, forgive me of my sins today I realize that I want to put my full trust in you so I accept Jesus Christ as my Savior and my Lord and from this day on I want to live for you so Holy Spirit forgive me and now fill me so that I will have the power to live victorious I pray in Jesus name amen man give it up Give it up for the Lord. And can I give you a hug? If you prayed, I really, really would love to hug you and just celebrate with you and say thank you, God, for what He's doing.
2: Show us your glory.
3: To celebrate this day with you.
2: Praise the Lord. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. In wonder surrender, we fall down. Show us your glory. Show us your glory. Hey. <laughs>
3: Praise in the name of the Jesus. Amen. Now, you might be going through something. And you might be saying, you know what? I am so exhausted because I keep making the same dumb decision over and over and over. And I'm like so broken. And I'm at that crossroads. Pastor, that's me. At the crossroads. So if you want prayer and you want to pray with someone you want them to pray with you you don't have to go into all these details but just say i really need guidance i need a miracle make your way up make your way up so stand to your feet right now so they could get out easy but if you need a special prayer prayer team get your way up here we're going to need you all here so those of you that pray with people make your way up but if you need prayer just seek god seek god make your way up Ask God to minister to you. Ask God to minister to you, to comfort you, to speak into your life. And let's just sing
2: this song as a prayer. Amen. Here as we wait, seek Your face. Come and make Your throne upon our praise. Here in. This place Have your way The moment that we see you We are changed Show us your glory Show us your glory In wonder and surrender We fall down Show us your glory Show us your glory. Let every burning heart be holy ground. Oh, let it be holy ground here, not by power, not by might. But only by the cross we come alive Here we're undone Overcome by heaven's love revealed before us
3: Father, we're crying out to you and we truly are asking show us your glory manifested in our home manifested in our marriage manifested in our family, manifested in our children manifested in our parents manifested in our life that Lord, we would see the glory of God and we would see the power of God and we would not go back to destructive ways, but we would Keep your path for our life. And we pray in the mighty, mighty name of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. Happy Father's Day, men of God. I pray that you could spend it with your families. God bless you all. You're dismissed in the name of Jesus.